I adapt person to person. Yeah. I know that you and I have this Ooh, kind like of communication that. style and relationship. So we just flow like this. Yeah. But for most people, believe it or not, I ask more questions mm. and just let them talk. Yeah. Because I really am interested in so people. You're not this big of an idiot. Like no. on the streets, like what they say on YouTube, you like, oh, this guy. This guy's an ass. The one person said that, like when they talk about AI, like how it's like, the, I don't even know what they were saying, but something about the end of society and this podcast proves it uh-huh. because of these two idiots. I think they're more talking about you, but. Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah. I, just because you were the focal point. That's not me like no, definitely. throwing shade. Well, look, that's a good example of somebody who's having an existential crisis. They're dying inside. You know, they're trying to be like, well, who am I? What am I? Mm. Am I a human? Yeah. You know, this is definitely the end of society. Look at yeah. these morons. But you know what? The fact that he took the time, or she, I don't know who it was. I think it was he. Took the time to declare that. That to me is a sign there's still hope for humanity. You're mm. still engaged. Yeah, still high like that. Yeah. When he's just sitting there silently going, this is the end of society. It doesn't even take the time. Yeah to leave a negative comment, then I think we're in trouble. Mm. You could work in Hollywood. They need some employees, I heard. Thank you. They're on strike. The writers. I appreciate that. You appreciate the writers on strike? No, 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 no. I appreciate that you said I could work in Hollywood. Yeah. That means a lot because I don't work in Hollywood. You'd probably be like... I mean, I've worked with people in Hollywood, but I don't work there. Yeah. Would you be on... I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bad shit happened in Hollywood over the years. You know who I'm most upset about? What are you most upset about, Eric? No, who I'm most upset about. Okay, pardon. Not who are you most upset about? Kevin Spacey. Really? You liked him? He was a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing some not so good stuff with boys. Yeah. At least allegedly. I mean, I don't know. He got canceled. Right. But then I, I uh, could be making this memory up. It seems like <laughs> recently it came out that the accusation wasn't true. Mm. I don't know. You never know. But if it wasn't true, he'd be back on the scene. No, he wouldn't. Really? It's just oh, over. Man, Once that, you lost it. I'm glad to see Louis C.K. is back in the scene. But he's not back in the scene like he was. So what it is, is Louis C.K. is blowing up on the underground because he has tons of fans. But mainstream is not really, they're still not willing to, you know. Yeah. Ooh, Kevin Spacey's coming back with a major role in historical drama, the Mongolian epic 1242. Well, he comes from Mongolian heritage. Yeah. Like we all do. Okay. Because of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Did a lot of, a lot of stuff spread genetic material everywhere. Okay. Yeah, that's a history fact. Errol Smith's going on a farewell tour. Who gives I know it just popped up. With the Black Crows. That'd be cool. They're cool, cool yeah. 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 You don't like Errol Smith? No. Not never at all. Have. Really? No. Not? I don't know, man. This is going to sound so shallow. It's okay. It's just Steven Tyler. I'm sure he's a good dude. Why? Oh, why? It's interesting. As a child, I was traumatized okay. by his mouth. So something bothered you. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a gross way. I mean, just like I'd see him sing. I was like, who has a mouth that big? Like, it just doesn't look right. Okay. He has very distinct features. Yeah. I was like Freddie Prince, right? Freddie, what? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Oh, <laughs> no, from Freddie Prince Queen. Jr. Yeah, I was like, like Freddie Prince Jr. He looks pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll give it to Stephen Tyler. I mean, he looks like he's a bona fide rock star. Yeah. He had that look that kind of like, I don't think that look would have passed as, oh, that's good if he wasn't a rock star. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, a featurist. Yeah. Featurist. I just made that, that up. That is good. It took me a second. You thought I was talking about futurist, but I was talking about futurist, like somebody's features. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like, you don't date this girl because no. you don't like her. 
pinky toe. Well, mostly because I'm married. Oh, yeah. In another universe, I'm sorry. No, but in college, I mean, this just shows you how, you know, when we're younger, we're all shallow. I was super shallow in college in this regard. I mean, I was deep in others. No, let me stop making excuses for myself. Yeah. I was a moron. I still am, arguably, in some ways. There was this test we used to, and I say test, so being a musical snob, right? Mm. Being a musician, you know, you kind of wrap your identity up in that. But in college, me and my buddies, who were all musical snobs, there was uh, one artist who was like the litmus test, and this guy named Jeff Buckley. He died tragically, but the guy's voice is phenomenal, and uh, he's just from another planet. So one of our tests to find out, like, is this girl worth hanging out? I mean, it didn't matter how beautiful she was. I mean, she had a cool personality, great. But you play her some Jeff Buckley, and if, if she didn't respond with like almost falling on the floor in awe, <laughs> we're like, nah, she's not, not on the level. Wow. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. It was yeah, stupid. That is dumb. It was stupid. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though, that I don't think is stupid. If a girl was like, oh, you know, if you, I always ask what kind of music you're into, and she was like, oh, I really like Matchbox 20. I was like, I'm out. That's out? That's it? Totally. Yeah. Uh, or any of that shit from the 90s that was yeah. so bad. Do you listen to it today, though? God, no. It's still terrible. <laughs> yeah. Matchbox 20, Smash Mouth. Oh, geez. I can remember them. You know, when you have such a disgust for certain bands, they do Wallflowers. Yeah, they weren't bad. I mean, Jacob Dylan, of course, he had to try and live up to his dad's shadow. That was Bob Dylan's kid. But they, no, they were good. I tell you who was great lyrics, great music was the Counting Crows. Yeah. Yeah. They were oh, really good. good. Very good. Yeah. Mr. Jones, Brown here. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. They were solid. I saw a hip hop artist and they were listening to Mr. Jones and they were like just giving him beats and he'd be like, am I into this beat or not? And it was like, you know, yeah. typically considered white 90s music yeah. and he just like couldn't get over that song yeah yeah adam duritz is an incredible songwriter here we go the verve pipe third eye blind oh <laughs> yeah yeah the Maybe. fray well the fray was i thought a little I don't know who the fray is. you would know one of their a couple of their songs you like goo goo dolls oh no really no it's a I'm... buffalo band it's good stuff well, I mean, maybe their older stuff was better. I don't know. I just, that was not Whatever my vibe. wasn't your thing. Because it was like teetering on the edge. They were trying to sound like the stuff that I liked. Again, mm. so you don't need a Rob Thomas guy. Oh, God. He was the worst. <laughs> I just don't understand how he made it. Like his, his vocals. And I don't know. I, but my respect for Rob Thomas did go up when he appeared in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Sinbad. And it was really funny. Wow. And I thought, okay, maybe he's not a, you know. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm judging the man's I get it. music and his persona on stage and his musical abilities, which I never liked. But as a person, I don't know him. Yeah. So that's always my criteria. So I'm judging like the, sure. the version of them. Just like if somebody's judging... The feature from a distance. Podcasting Jared. Yeah. Right? Until you really know me. Yeah. This is the only version you know. It's pretty... It's pretty... I do say that, like, I like podcast Jared better. I know. I like it but at the too. same time, they're not that different. They're really not that <laughs> different. For theatrical reasons, I'll be more expressive. Yeah. Like, you don't give a shit in a lot of ways. Like, no. Like, you say you'll go talk to anybody. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's I good. don't Yeah. No, I enjoy people. I really do. I have fun with people. Yeah. Yeah. You do. I just have to keep up. Yeah. I'm kind of with low energy luck. Oh, I'm just kind of... But you know, too, <laughs> if you're not matching, they're not going to match your energy. Right. But if you're not within, like, a radius, it's like... You know to back off. Of course. Yeah. Maybe. No, no, I'm very self-aware. No, I do. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless it's with you, then it's like, okay, door's yeah. open. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and just keep just for my own entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Because I know I, you're a safe space for me to do that. Mm. 
both just randos. No way. I'm a safe space. You are. That Thanks for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think the blowfish? Nope. Nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah. I played a, a hole of golf. Is how you say it? A golf hole with him one time. Did you really? Yeah, he was behind us. It was early it was in the morning. Darius Rucker, right? Yeah. Now he's behind us. He's like, do you mind if he like uh, plays with you in this hole and then goes ahead of you? You're like, who is it? And you turn around, it's Darius Rucker. It's pretty yeah. cool. We're like, oh, yeah. I want to play with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like some Jimmy Fallon stuff right there. Uh, Vertical Horizon. That's another one. I'm just don't recall. I'm, yeah. Who's this guy? He had a stupid. Uh, <laughs> when you say the name of the band, I'll know who it is. But I can see his face right now. They were really popular in the Ooh. late '90s. Man, this is like a game right here. I know this like is like the good. listeners are like, give me a couple more clues. I don't really care as like I did back then. I mean, so I was nineties. They have weird hair. Yeah, there was. You know, I've already named the ones that come to mind that were just terrible, like Smash Mouth. Well, you mentioned Third Eye Blind, garbage. Matchbox Twenty. There's Blink One Eighty Two. They're on a or they were on a tour. Yeah, don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, who's the guy? He had black hair and kind of spiked and really distinct features and uh, name some more of these bands. Oh man, they sucked, man. Who are you talking about? Did they sing the song "Plush"? Well, no, you're, that's Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of on the fence with them, only because I was a big Allison Chains fan. Big drug guy. Oh yeah, he died of an overdose. For real? Yeah. He was always come to the restaurant that I worked at. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Huh. Interesting stories. About well, he him. probably had some. Issue. What was the name again? STP. What's uh, yeah? Stone Temple Pilots. The head singer's name was Scott. I'm drawing a blank on it. Scott Whelan. Yes, that's him. But that's not the guy I'm talking about. No, no, no. this no. would have fallen in the realm of like all the garbage shit I just mentioned a second ago. Come on, now I'm now I'm just just off. Start over. Yeah, who's the guy? I can see his face. His face is so clear to me, and I just remember thinking that's garbage music. Oh, I did not know he passed away. No. That makes sense. Huh? Like with Trevor Overdose. Yep. Yeah, Lane Staley from Headsinger Ballast Chains years ago passed away. And then sadly, you know, Chris Cornell, Headsinger Soundgarden, he'd been sober and clean for a long time. And then he ended up killing himself yeah. about six years ago, I think. You know, it'd be cool. Like, I don't know what the rule is. I don't know if it's 15 seconds, but like as we start bringing up each member, we play a clip. Yeah. I mean, they might shut down Saviors of the Metaverse, but that'd be cool. But that's attention. But how many seconds can you play I it think for? it's up to 15 seconds. Why? Who decides that? I don't know. I think it's just Creative Commons. Copyright. Yeah. Allowances. I don't know. And then it's after a certain amount of years. It's a free game. I think it ends in the public domain. Keep reading off some of these garbage yeah, 90s well, bands. Oh, you know, you just go to Spotify and go like, no. Matchbox 20 playlist. Yeah, but you know what that's going to do is just jack up your selections. Unless oh, you yeah. listen to that crap already. Don't worry. I got so much. Because when people, other people get in and kids get into it. Oh, yeah. That's why I created the family plan, which doesn't seem to be working as well. Yeah. But still, sometimes... Because they'll grab your phone and... Oh, they will not. Because they know I'll break their little hands. Do you remember the first time you got your hands on Spotify? It's kind of game-changing. I do. I was away. That was like a leading question so yeah. I could tell my story. Yeah, yeah, But no, it wasn't a story. It's just, I remember a person was playing songs. We're in a van. All right, we're in a van, but we're going out. It's like a party van, something like that. Right, yeah. And he's like, do you want to pick some music? I'm like, yeah. So he grab his phone. And I'm like, the hell is this? He's yeah. a college kid. Like, it just come out. Yeah. I was like, wait, so I can literally search any song right now and it'll just play it kind of like uh, Napster was, but those you to download and upload yeah, yeah. it to an MP3 player. And you're just playing Biggie, anything you want. 
and you just choose it and that's it. Yeah, but Pandora had already been around for some time. Yeah, but you couldn't pick the songs. You had to wait. You couldn't go backwards. I thought, mm-hmm. no. No, no. I've gotten so used to Spotify now that it's just, I'm trying to remember the first time I Pandora had was it. all an algorithm. I heard that's an amazing out what they did when they built that thing and the algorithm that they put with it to understand. And they had like all sorts of people yeah. listening to music to say, what would the next song be? If you like this song, you'll like that uh, song. So it's like all manual behind the scenes and they entered that in. It's which pretty cool. is another good example. When everybody gets freaked out about AI, people have to remember AI is running off of human input. Mm. Anyway, get back yeah. to the shitty list. Yeah. How up with it do you think ChatGPT is on the 90s music? If you enjoy Matchbox 20s music, you will also like these similar bands. Third Eye Blind. Ugh. It tells you semi-charm kind of life. Oh, God. ChatGPT is so slow right now. It was working well. Yeah, man. Like five minutes ago. You got the free version, right? No, I got the paid. Oh. All the extensions they have for this stuff now. But my question is, so... If you got an extension and you add to it, it could like read your content. Mm-hmm. Privacy policy that goes with it. So I've been feeding yeah. the privacy policy to ChatGPT and they won't answer the question, which is... Ulterior motives. Yeah. Are you going to continue on? I am. It's just sitting there. Oh, man. This is... They're known for their catchy melodies and emotional lyrics. I don't know. That's just, yeah. Who cares? I didn't ask for that commentary. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. I know. That's a little bit too much. Remember how we talked about this in the beginning? When we talked about ChatGPT? Not the beginning of this show, but before, yeah. in the yeah. previous episode, you can almost always spot a ChatGPT-generated article or blog because it gives you a lot of information you didn't ask for. And then if it's like, give me the top five, you know? So the thing I noticed is redundancy in an article. Yes. So like, which is presentation style. Yeah. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them again. Tell them what you told them. Mm-hmm. Don't interrupt me. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Yeah. Has it still running? Delve. Still? Delve's a big one. Delve is a good one. We use Delve now a lot in our words. Well, see, now you're being influenced by ChatGPT. But it's just sitting there. Still sitting there, huh? All right. So let me go to... I'm actually going to go to shitty 90s <laughs> popular bands. The 20 worst bands from the 90s. Mm. Oh, this is good. <laughs> you got your list. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Okay, so this comes from mandatory.com. I've never heard of this, but this is great. The 20 worst bands from the 90s you still secretly love. Oh, okay. So I don't secretly love any of this. So there's 311, Everclear. Yeah. 311, I was going to say. Yeah, they had a following. Our Lady Peace, the Collective Soul. Yeah. God, they were bad. Everlast. Yeah. Eve Six. That's not the one I was thinking of, but they are shit. Yeah. Counting Crows was not terrible. What's interesting is it's given us the same list that I'd already given you. Ah, so it's Goo-goo typing dolls, now. Third Eye Blind, Corn, Better than Ezra. Oh, God. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, he was considered 90s, was he? Oh, definitely 90s. The Offspring, they were terrible. Spice Girls, Creed, The Wallflowers, Spindock. Spindock oh, was terrible. Go. Live, Tonic. Hanson, Hooting <laughs> the Blowfish, Limp Biscuit, they were shit. <laughs> So obnoxious. Yeah. Ace of Base. I don't compare them to Matchbox I'm still 20. not seeing my dude, the one that just... Well, maybe he was the head singer of one of these bands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Now it's going to bother me, but yeah, whatever. Hopefully it doesn't matter. If anybody watching this, give us a list of the top 20 shittiest bands of the 90s. Yeah. That's what we need to do. We need the to ChatGPT says musical tastes are subjective. Of course it does. <laughs> God. Yeah, but it's got to get... play the middle because it was called out as being too far left at the beginning. People oh, yeah. were freaking out because it says, write me 
an essay about Trump and write me an essay about Biden. And the mm-hmm. Biden essay was a lot longer. So people were getting all upset. I'm like, geez, I... Right, you know. And a happy note, did you know that COVID's over? They just announced it. Shut up. <laughs> I did. You kidding me? The World Health Organization just said it. Is it over or is it just like, all right, we can't beat this thing. And we, the rest of the world's known. We can't beat they it. They said the countries need to come out and start moving ahead. Still be concerned, but it's um, over. The pandemic, it's done. I think it's funny that they needed it. I know. It's like, we need an announcement. What countries are still... Yeah, that's just us trying to get the COVID warning on the podcast. That's all I'm looking for. All right. Yeah. yeah I see? like that. Yeah, that's good. Not guerrilla marketing. It's guerrilla attention. Uh, it's got to be a better... Mm. I don't know. Guerrilla glue. Guerrilla glue. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of yeah. infringement right there. Is it? Well, we just said it. They don't you can use us. it. We could. We said Pepsi and Coke. Let's get into more substance. Yeah, this substance is terrible. Things. Yeah, it's my fault. I led us down this road of shit music. No, it's okay. I mean, Thank well, you. we started with Hollywood. Yes. And that's how we got in this path. And we got derailed by me. Yeah. My bad. I will say, and I double checked, right? Yesterday, I'm like, I'm excited to be recording today. Me too. I feel a little blue. Not bad. It feels just like blue? No, I was, but I was like, this is good. I'm like looking forward to record this podcast. I don't know what it is. We've talked about how doing this stuff, it's good. Like, what's the yeah. end game here? Yeah. What if it's just to see my friend Jared and talk about? It's an opportunity to go deep. Like, would you really have this kind of conversation out in the open? Like, just on a rent? Maybe you would at the bar, drinking a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Or some Celsius, whatever it might be. Yeah. I don't know, but I like it. That's my way of saying, this is good. This is very important for me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling good enough to, I guess, express your, yeah. your need for me yeah. in public. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is more than public. This is yeah. like out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just us here. Yeah. But we know. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are going to be watching and listening. We could be on TV right now. We could be. Oh, speaking of. No, I mean like the Truman Show kind of thing. Yeah. We could be. Yes. Yeah. It kind of falls <laughs> back to that other idea of, it's like, oh. <laughs> you know, that crow has just been sitting there forever. I just <laughs> yeah. keep getting like distracted. I don't think it's real. <laughs> Moving. I don't think it's alive. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. So we submitted a video to America's Funniest Videos. A junk is airing this Sunday. Your family did. Yeah. Wow. So it's of my youngest. And my mom had been saying, you guys need to submit that video. She'd been saying that for a couple of years. Yeah. And then finally, my wife decided to go ahead and send Or actually, no, my mom actually filled out the paperwork on behalf of yeah. my mom and said, oh, by the way, I submitted Ooh. this for you. They liked it. And so they got back. And so we had to sign all this other I stuff. I was going to say, I want to see that paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Send us your phone. We own, they own the content now, right? Well, until I guess it, it airs. Could you take that video and post it on YouTube now? After it airs, I imagine. So if what happens if you did it today? They'd come after you. Yeah. Be yeah, bad. We wouldn't do that because my son would hate us forever. But think about it. If you know that that video is being picked up, then um, you know it would do well on YouTube, TikTok. Right. But it would do well on YouTube and TikTok after it showed on AF. Yeah, but that's their feed's going to... Like, who owns it now? That's a good question. It is a good question. That's a great question. What if they own your child? Mm. That would suck. Well, then I'd want some, you know, I'd want some back pay. So like for feeding him, you know, yeah. also the kind of shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on guys, cop it up. Maybe good for him though. Like going back to your last point last week of coddling. Yeah. Maybe he needs that. Maybe You're he does. You go live with America's Funnest Home Video. I need to ruin a moment for my nine-year-old son to teach him a lesson. Yeah. You know, it's like, you thought you were about to be famous and it was going to be great. Oh, man. Yeah. Are his friends at school going to see it? I would hope so. Yeah. 
but they're not going to know it's him because, I mean, he was maybe two at the time. He had an obsession with my wife's sports bra. Okay. He always wanted it, and he'd wear it on his head. Okay. Oh, too. And, just, and so there's this thing where he's just throwing a fit. This is it. And my wife is, you Send know, Send me a text this. message when it's on. And... I will. It's on Sunday. I don't know. Is it ABC? Maybe? Sure. I don't know. Sounds all right. Yeah, we're going to have ourselves a little watch. You probably button. should get that together because they're probably stalking you right now, and they're going to say... I uh, don't think AFV is that sophisticated. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, it used to be big time. I know. Back when Bob Saget was running it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now it's Ron Bergeron. Right. Who is it? Ron Bergeron? Yeah. Why do I know that name? Because of uh, Key and Peele. Did you uh, ever watch Key and Peele? When yeah. The sketch when they're on the plane? Yeah. Harry's? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. we're about to get our Berger bombs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Those guys are yeah. so great. They're really funny. Yeah, they are. All right, now you were confessing about how important this was. I know, you just ruined this moment. I think it killed it. You know, man, this is all about psychological warfare here. (laughs) So what I'm doing is I'm controlling the situation, and soon I'm going to ask you for a donation Mm. to an unnamed charity that I have no affiliation with, just to prove a point to everybody out here. Yeah. See, I've been running a side podcast just myself. Mm. How's that doing? Terrible. Whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You do it for your own sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's good. This is what this is. Yes. This is why everyone, people should have, they should go find a buddy. Yeah, find a buddy. I know we're in a loneliness epidemic. Yeah. Is that still going on? Of course, man. It was going on before COVID. Yeah. It's going on now. I heard when we talked to, going through the whole college process and talked to someone and they said one of the things that they're trying to do is make sure the student body gets together more often because what they're finding out in college is the kids are very happy to go online. They don't want to go out in public. And they're not saying to go be the, you know, social butterfly if that's not who you are. But they just, they want to get people back to like, because a campus is built like the quad and the center and it's like an oval or whatever. Yeah. It's like a square of buildings. It's in a confined space. Even if it's large, it's still a space. And it's kind of got away from that. Because I was thinking like, imagine just living in your dorm and taking classes online every day. I, it just sounds awful. It does. And then I think a lot of people, like you had said so often of like re-entering society. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have a hard time with that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's a big one to unravel. But that's where podcasting comes in. That's exactly where podcasting. Find a buddy, turn on the Good mic. Job. Yeah, we to bring that back. I just want to keep going back to it. That's it's a big deal to me. It is. Yeah, no. I think it's a big deal to a lot of people. But yeah, it takes time. It does. We know we're talking about energy earlier. If you and I had the exact same energy, yeah. I don't think this would work well. We have very different rhythms. Okay, mine is more spastic. Yours is more normal. You're like a normal human being, <laughs> and you humor me, so I appreciate that. I'm basic. No, you're not basic. That's what basic the, and normal are not the same. Thank you. Actually, yeah. they are. I didn't mean it like that, though. I, I got gotcha. you. mean it like I know you're, basic. you're not basic. Yeah. This is great. You have some notes. I do have notes. Let's jump into some good stuff here. No, I just make notes. It doesn't mean I'm going to go there. Like, I just, I like to have a... Which is what I appreciate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Someone's got to... Because I'm not going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so. Someone's got to. But you started this podcasting kick. I think I've mentioned that before. Because yeah. you used to say, come on, man, let's go record something. I'd be like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Yeah. And I think that's a big deal for people when they're creating something and anything. Yeah. I don't care if it's putting a LinkedIn post out there. Yeah. They all feel cringeworthy though so much. Like you can see through so much of it. Oh yeah. But they're not all, of course. Right. Like starting a new job, which is cool. Like, what do you think about those? There's been a lot of those. I, I, that's why I bring it up. Every day I go on there. It's classic LinkedIn post. Yeah. 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 No judgment. No. It's like my favorite ones that were really cringeworthy were, thank you, you know, or just hit like, 100,000 followers, you know, or thank you to my 100,000 followers. And by the way, I know a lot of the folks that, you know, because oh, I would God. see that. And I was, a lot of them were like, well, number one, 
I know for a fact you bought those mm. because I know, because I know you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So trying to put this post. Yeah. So it's like this humble brag. Oh, I'm so glad. Like, you know, I got a hundred or 500,000 followers or whatever it might be. And I'm just thinking your content is shit. Yeah. Like, 500,000 people don't like this. You paid for that. Yeah. I don't know if you can still do that, but you can buy followers. Oh, you can. Why not? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you're not, they're not real people. Click farms. Bugs. Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah. So it's see stuff like that. And just so any like the humble brag. It might not be bots. It could be real people that just, they live in the Philippines or something like that. Yeah. You know, oh, that's true. Yeah. You could have like, they could live in Matthews. I don't mean to call out the Philippines. Yeah. It could no, be anywhere. Philippines is great. I mean, yeah. you know, my assistant, she's from the Philippines. Shit, man. She's awesome. Yeah. She's been with me for a long time. She's put up with me for, that's a better, she's put up with me for a long time. Mm, a lot of people seem to do that. Yeah. Kind of have that effect. Yeah. You know, drive you to the edge. Then you're just going to feel sorry for me. Like, Jared's, he's going to end up on the street if I don't stick with him. Mm. Yeah. A lot of mercy. That doesn't actually happen. But I'm just thinking, wow, what if that does happen? And I'm totally unaware of it. (laughs) That's happening. You go home and it's just... Now I'm going to think, I'm like, hey, you know, I made a joke, but maybe that joke was real. Yeah. And the joke's on me, made by me. Yeah. Just going into layers now. Yeah. I don't know where we are. I don't either. Yeah. I will say this. I did some math because I was just curious. Shut up. So about, what, hour and 10 minutes an episode, give or take 50 minutes to an hour and 20 for us. Yeah. Okay. How many episodes? This is the 23rd one. Something. This is the math I did. If you listen to our podcast, start to finish, episode one to where we are now, Mm -hmm. you've listened to us for almost a day of talking, 23 hours and 10 minutes. It's a long time. That is a long time. That is more than you probably talk to your, like, let's say people who don't live in your house, right? Yeah. Relative, a friend, maybe coworker, maybe not. My point is, mm. podcasting's fucking powerful. No, your point is, we are more important in some people's lives than their own exactly. friends. Holy shit. And you amazing. Put, now I feel like I've got, there's a responsibility. I brought a prop. I didn't mean to. When you pop these bad boys in, these are for anyone's watching. Yeah. And they're just in your ears and that person's talking. Think about Man. think about the podcast you've listened to God. hundreds of hours. That's a lot. Like Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. people probably have a better relationship with Joe Rogan than they do with their mom. That's a lot. I'm just saying yeah. it's powerful. I'm not saying we're here to replace your mom. But that could be a workable marketing <laughs> tactic. Yeah. Saviors of the metaverse. It's better than listening to your mom for an hour and a half. Yeah. But it's good. I'll yeah. tell you what, it's powerful shit. When you think about that, yeah. and you hear the voice of the author reading the book to you for 10 hours. Yeah. Or you hear the voice of <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. Talking really low. Like this. Little ASMR. <laughs> You're welcome. Hold on. <laughs> That's for all of our uh, premium subscribers out there. <laughs> I do that on my OnlyFans page. Well, <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, that's when Julian puts the click here button on yeah. our YouTube channel. Right. Takes you to nothing. Yeah, takes you to nothing. 404 page. Yeah, it's like this page does not exist. Takes you to CNN.com or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. So that podcasting, man. It's, it's good stuff. Like, it is good. Yeah. Think about that. We got friends out there now. Yeah, man. We need to talk about this. seems like you're really kind of going through some shit right now. Let's break <laughs> this down. Yeah, no, you could break what down. Did your kids walk out on you? No, my kids are good. They're still at home? You're going big moment. I blew my nose. You're supposed to delay and buy yeah. me some time. How bad? <laughs> Sorry. 
Take two. Yeah. Kids walk out on you? No, they didn't. Yeah, it's like that voice inflection. Yeah. They yeah. didn't. Mm, that's yeah, weird. Kids are good. Because I actually offered to pay them quite a bit of money to do that because I thought it'd be a funny yeah. situation, but they didn't. So it didn't work out. My son's going to college. That's right. Going that's to a, ASU, which yeah. I did trash in the last podcast. My bad. Wow. You know, but I trashed it ignorantly. Because I was just going off of historical, yeah, context. You know. no, that was cool though. How you did that? Because you said something. You didn't think of it. You just said it. You went with I it. Don't think before. I think I we speak. cut it out. Actually, what? Last week. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, I did notice in last week's podcast there were a few moments where I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting really aggressive here," but I don't really mean it. Yeah, that was a bad. little bit more serious. I caught yeah, up. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It wasn't bad though. No, I mean the parts where I got aggressive and I did mean it. Yeah, yeah, I'd keep those in. Yeah, the parts where I got aggressive and I didn't really mean it. Mm-hmm. Can't really distinguish between the two. Yeah. So. But then we had a conversation about it afterwards. We did. We made up. Well, we, I was never mad. Yeah. So we'd have to make up. Mm. We had a conversation. You're like, oh, I didn't think of What's it like that. What's your son going to study again? Sports business. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's fascinated by like youth sports. You know what? Here's the thing. They make, a lot of these colleges make you declare a major before you even get to school. How would you even know? So stupid. It's like most colleges. When you apply, you have to apply to the school inside of, you not all. Yeah. I would say a healthy majority of them do. Because like most kids change a couple, two to three times they change yeah. their major. Well, I can't... Uh, He's changed his major. I just keep interrupting you every time no, you talk. Yeah, yeah. No, he started in sports business, went to psychology and is back in sports business. And this is all before going to school. <laughs> went to school. I know. Yeah. Well, look, man, when I went to college, hey, I yeah. declared a communications major once I got there. Right. I was like, wow, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. Again, I applied to one school, got it. Yeah. Months, you know? And that was because like... Oh, You're a comm major? No, I was. Then I dropped uh-huh. that out of myself in a year. Two years off, came back, and then got a degree in history and English creative writing. Two yeah. things I really enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Communications would have been cool, too. Yeah, I did that. That's what I did. Communications? Yeah. Which makes sense. You're in the communications. Wow, look at field. that. Look at that. Yeah. Me. It all worked out. I went from history, English creative writing, straight into being an independent insurance broker. Yeah. Did that for 11 years. That was great. And then uh, went on to get a graduate degree in strategic foresight and future studies. and been doing that for the past 12 years. Yeah. What's next for me? I don't know. Onlyfans.com. Check it out. Backslash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. You have to be able to adjust. I mean, like, here's the thing. What are you interested in right now? Yeah. What do you think you might be interested in? Pursue that thing, but be open to change. Like, you're going to run across, yeah. you know, famous line in the insurance business and the life insurance business is, how did you get in the life insurance business? As someone tricked me. I fell into it. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. Because yeah. I was out here doing this. And next thing you know, I'm working at MetLife selling life insurance. Yeah. It just happens. I don't know. I needed a job and I started doing it. I liked it and so on and so forth. So, I mean. Well, so kind of going back to this with the college. Yeah. Part of the fallacy, I think, with this idea of declaring a major beforehand is the idea that you need to specialize in something. Mm. Specialization, you know, and this is not my idea. This has been around for some time. Success in the future is really becoming a generalist. You want to be able to have a working knowledge of a number of different things. But specializing in one thing leaves you very vulnerable to disruption. Yeah. Again, there are certain things that it's good to get advanced degrees in because of the type of work you're doing, like being a doctor, a surgeon, an engineer, right? You don't want just somebody like, yeah, you know, I'm a writing minor or I'm a writing major with a with an interest in engineering. So I think I'm gonna go, you know, design structures that people will live in. I mean, like, you know, you gotta know how to do that. Right. You know, that's not a really good example. Yeah, it wasn't the best. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know. But what, what I mean? about so I think of two things. One is you have certain skills in areas, right? So you could talk about, I would imagine a skill that you think is important is your soft skills, right? Communication, yeah. being able to communicate in different ways, talking, writing, turning on a microphone, having a conversation, answering mm-hmm. questions, 
being able to talk to a stranger, being able to talk to different people of different ages and talk, like, how do you see those skills? I mean, I suppose you could learn those things in college of public speaking. And I think you learn that skill just by living, yeah. right? Going to talk to your professor. Like, I have to talk to you about this issue or changing yeah. your schedule or I don't like my roommate or mm-hmm. what have you or going to a restaurant and ordering food. Like, sometimes you're like, that's not a big deal. Like, that's always been a big deal Yeah, for my son, for especially. Boy, I, the first time I met you, your son was still in elementary school. And yeah. you told me, socially, he has great conversations yeah. with adults. In fact, I think he's more intelligent because he could have thoughtful conversations with people that were three times his age and they really enjoyed it. I was like, man, this kid is yeah. you know, articulate. Yeah. He's, he thinks a lot. That's the kind of skill you need to have. Yeah. In fact, I heard a really great, a new way of defining what's been called soft skills. And this is from um, the Dean of the School of Communications at uh, UT. I was just there. They've got some cool stuff going on that I can't talk about right now, but I may have the opportunity to do some work in that really actually starts to address some of the issues we've talked about with college. But he was referring to what we've typically understood as soft skills, and he referred to them as power skills. Mm. It's like, oh, you know, a lot of times when people try to read and find stuff, it just sounds stupid. But when he was talking about these, just very matter of fact, I I had to stop and I said, what are power skills? He goes, well, it's what people traditionally think of as soft skills. So there's very much the same mindset. They're like, you know, having the ability to connect with other human beings, to hold a conversation, to look somebody in the face, you know, basic stuff that we think of as, you know, traditionally soft skills. I mean, because you're not pounding a nail into a wall, it's a soft skill. Yeah. These are really the skills that you need to have to be successful in the future. Yeah. You know, because a lot of hard skills, what we understand as hard skills are going to be done by, you know, either through automation, robotics, AI. Yeah. So how do you look at it? Because you could say a lot of the hard skills right now are being focused on computer science, engineering, right? How do you differentiate the two to say like, well, not everyone needs to be an engineer. Not everyone needs to learn how to code. I guess, how do you see all that? Like, what do you think of when I say that? Ooh, it's like an interview question. Yeah, it's really, you know, but we'll be a little more specific. Like that, that was a good little... Uh, yeah, throwback. Throwback. Oh, man. No, I'm the host here, motherfucker. No. <laughs> this is my show. Yeah, mm. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of kids could be thinking they got it. And I'm not saying this is bad. If you're an mm-hmm. engineer and you know that stuff, I mean, I got three kids and they're all very different. Yeah. My youngest is definitely more inclined to like, has very great skills on a computer. Say, okay, yeah. that's great. And say, okay, but you look at someone else, like my son, who's got the power skills. Yeah, man, look But at the that. one who's got the power skills in school, that's not what's necessarily the thing that's seen. It's more the academics or I guess the athletics well, would fall behind it. It's but. seen, but it's not the metric that's used to determine success. Well, none of them are, right? Well, but you're saying that the power skills, formerly known as soft skills. Let's call them power skills. Yeah, power Credit skills. Credit too, man. Thank you. UT. Yeah. Rocky Top. Maybe have him on the, on the show at some point. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. He can send his application and we'll see. Send his application to the show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, we got a long list, but... Yeah. Okay, so what are you saying in regards to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's noticed. Again, if you're just looking at what's on paper, mm-hmm. then it's not noticed. But one of the things that really helps people when they graduate are going to be recommendations from professors or people that they've worked with. And your ability to interact, to think critically. I mean, honestly, you know, if you go to talk to any professor that's been around, again, I'm generalizing here, but I can think back to my professors. I didn't make the best grades, but I had great relationships with my professors. They were really encouraging and they would, you know, write recommendations for me, whatever I needed. Yeah. So they didn't just go, well, let me take a look at your papers. Well, sorry, dude, your grades aren't where they need to be. I mean, I think you're a great guy, but I'm not going to. Right direct recognition. Yeah. Because humans are going to, 
as much as we like to say, oh yeah, we're very fact-driven, data-centric, all that, that's really all secondary to the relationship that you have with another human being. You know? Yeah. I mean, the old adages, right? You know, people do business with people that they like. That's not just some catchy, yeah. oh, well, that's neat. Yeah. I don't know, it's true. Yeah. That's also why I think a lot of the, the fear around AI is if you really look at it, it's really more concentrated to a very small group of people. But it's blown up. To be like, mm. oh God, everybody needs to be afraid of AI. Yeah. You know, like, I just don't agree with that at all. Yeah. If you're working in a very specialized field where AI could do your job much faster, more efficiently, then yeah, it's something you should be concerned about. But for the vast majority of people, human-to-human connection is still the fuel in what really creates opportunity. It's just that that is not, it can be seen to a degree when you're younger, mm-hmm. but I think it's like you said, that's not the focus. Like, for example, applying to college, unless you showcase that somewhere through your writing no. or through some other medium or an interview, it's very hard. But even an interview, yeah, I guess that's soft power skills. Yeah. But just like the daily interactions that you're talking about. But I think that's where you go to learn about that stuff because True. so often you've lived in your parents' house and now you're going to live on your own a little bit. Yeah. And then move back to your parents' house. Exactly. Exactly. Well, with the way rents are, I mean, oh my God, man. Yeah. It's got to be tough. Yeah. And then it's post COVID too, because I guess a lot of what millennials were buying houses, but then. No, they weren't. No, during COVID when the things were cheap in the lakes. Yeah. Dude, you know who's buying up most of the houses during COVID? I know that company's the investment property. Yeah. Yeah, They're losing money right now, though. Of course. Because interest, well, yeah. Right. I mean, so they bought up all these properties, interest rates go up. And so. But at the time, so like Virginia Beach and places like that. You read about in the news, so who knows what's true? But they're buying two, three, four hundred thousand dollar homes, mm-hmm. very low interest rates, record yep. low interest rates, and then they're stuck. Because I mean, well, if you sell, what are you going to do? You, the rent's too high. You can't go buy another house because the house that you want to buy now is five hundred thousand dollars, and you make a lot of money on the sales. So that's a yeah. Good thing. Well, I mean, if you had a low interest rate and you bought during that time, I mean, our house appreciated to a stupid degree, as we've talked about before. Yeah. I was like, the material in the home is not even worth that. Yeah. But it's because of where we are and the school district. Hopefully your future buyer doesn't hear this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean... Because your future buyer is definitely a listener of our podcast. Oh, for sure. I'm telling you, the thing that's going to sell our house, like create a bidding war, is that backyard office. That thing is a sweet addition. Yeah, you should take that with you. It's not mobile. You'd have to tear it down. Yeah. That's too bad. Anyway, just build another that. one. Oh, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Do it a little different this time. So anyway, all that aside, what were we talking about? College, yeah. soft skills, power skills. Yeah, look, I mean... The importance of them. Yeah, you have to be able to connect and relate with another human being. Yeah. To me, it's just the basics. Yeah. Nail that. But you need a little bit of everything too, right? Like, it's hard to find that quality of everything that you want in one person. That's why there's usually teams of people. Yeah. This person's good at this. This person's good at that. You put them together and it's like, oh, wow, this person can go create the software. This person can go out and sell it. This person can go out and get us investors. This person is networked to whatever, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 Of course, man. I mean, pretty basic stuff, but it is. I mean, you know, at high level here, you know, we talked about this in one of the shows. My thinking is that a lot of this concern around AI right now is more about an existential crisis asking the question, how do we define a human? Sure. Right? I haven't heard this interview. I've heard other people talk about this, so I don't know if it's real or not. Elon Musk was being interviewed by somebody, or he was at a party, and he was talking about the fear of AI and why we need to stop. And somebody referred to him as a speciesist, I guess a speciesist or something. Mm. Like, oh, well, that's wow. like instead of a racist, you're a speciesist. Or, and he wow. said, yeah, I guess I am. 
And to me, if that's true, which it very well could not be, number one, that just sounds like asinine shit that tech elites would say, not the majority of people. But it's an idea or it's a belief that AI, once it hits a certain point, will need to have rights, will need to be recognized as something that's alive. You know, these kinds of questions, I think, are really spurned, not so much about, oh, the tech is going to get so advanced that it's going to make us irrelevant. I think the real fear is we haven't spent enough time or we have moved away from, we've become obsessed with material things, surface level stuff. That's what we've been incentivized for. It doesn't mean that every person believes that. It just means that even as much as I can say, hey, living in an economy where we're incentivized to consume is not a sustainable practice. We all know that. You know, Amazon, love them. But the fact that I can order stuff and go, okay, I don't like that and send it back for free, you know, it doesn't cost me anything. And it kind of incentivizes me just to order shit and send most of it back, right? Like that's not sustainable. Yeah. Or ordering crap and then throwing it out. Like that's not sustainable, but it meets that materialistic need of I need more stuff. Yeah. Right. Even if it's just small stuff. Like, oh, great. That'll be convenient. I'll get that today. Right. So I think that's really at the heart of, of where a lot of the concern around AI is, is that we've really been denying a lot of our own humanity. It's also why we have a loneliness epidemic. It's this hyper focus on tech. Mm. That's where I think it really comes down to, you know, where we're at as people is really trying to figure out what makes up a human. What is human value? Because if we're just looking at it, you know, apples to apples with AI and human productivity, well, in a lot of cases, AI is going to win out. Yeah. But if we don't define what it means to really be a human, because honestly, we can get back to that. We can answer that question again. And we have this collective understanding of the value of human life. Then a lot of just the childish shit that we see online and the atrocities that we see, a lot of those things I think can will go away. It doesn't mean they'll go away permanently. Yeah. But there's just a lot of just inhumane behavior yeah. that's you know, prevalent in social media Yeah, in particular. But I think that word, the, it's not sustainable. There's a lot of things that we see, but it was NFTs, like the value of the NFTs, that was not sustainable. NIL, which is in college sports right now, and these athletes getting paid and paid and paid, and like it's just a free-for-all. It's the Wild West. It's not sustainable. Yeah. There's just a lot of AI and like the tech, as we're surrounded by tech at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. It isn't sustainable. And I think you do need to come off of it a little mm -hmm. bit. Like you said, if you just continue to order everything from Amazon, you'll run out of money. The earth probably can't sustain all of the crap yeah. that comes with it. No. Right? Like it's just stuff everywhere. Right, yeah. And like you said, you could have it. Ronnie Chang has the greatest bit about it at the beginning of his Netflix stand-up. And he talks about it and they just throw in napkins. Like you have a hundred napkins with your to-go order. Like, I don't need any napkins. Well, that's interesting because I don't get, like, I always have to ask for napkins. Like, oh, yeah. y'all left out the napkins. Yeah, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. You just pull them out one at a time in this little box. Oh, yeah. Like the little flimsy ones, too, oh, yeah. that, that don't do anything. I'm like, what is this? You have a messy barbecue sandwich. That's not going to work. Yeah. Use your t-shirt. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's good, man. That's why I like the show. Yeah, man. Because you can just, you're okay with it. Because if you had this with a person on the street, they'd be like, fuck, can you let me talk? Well, I wouldn't have this kind of conversation with a person on the street. Right. And that's the difference, right? Yeah. I adapt person to person. Yeah. I know that you and I have this Ooh, kind I of like communication that. style and relationship. So we just flow like this. Yeah. But for most people, believe it or not, I ask more questions mm. and just let them talk. Yeah. Because I really am interested in so You're not this big of an idiot. Like no. on the streets, like what they say on YouTube, you're like, oh, this guy. This guy's an ass. The one person said that like, when they talk about AI, like how it's like, the, I don't even know what they were saying, but something about the end of society and this podcast proves it uh -huh. because of these two idiots. I think they're more talking about you, but... Oh, well, I hope so. 
Yeah. I, just because you were the focal point. That's not me like no, definitely. throwing shade. Well, look, that's a good example of somebody who's having an existential crisis. They're dying inside. You know, they're trying to be like, well, who am I? What am I? Mm. Am I a human? Yeah. You know, this is definitely the end of society. Look at yeah. these morons. But you know what? The fact that he took the time, or she, I don't know who it was. I think it was he. Took the time to declare that. That to me is a sign there's still hope for humanity. Mm. Still engaged. Yeah, still like that. Yeah. When he's just sitting there silently going, this is the end of society. It doesn't even take the time. Yeah to leave a negative comment, then I think we're in trouble. Mm, that's interesting. Because you yeah. would say, the fact that that person did take the time to leave something negative would say like, holy shit. Like you're the I one who leaves society. Yeah. 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 I like how you spun Still that. Still has an opinion. That's positive. Like, I'm thinking. optimistic, man. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Optimistic is a better word. You do have to think on a serious level. Throughout human history, we've faced major change. The dominant viewpoint has always been, oh God, this is going to end everything. Mm. And it hasn't. I'm not saying it won't. Yeah, it's not sustainable. College is another one. College pricing. It's not sustainable. They continue. Like, where are we going to be in 10 years? It's a shit ROI. As we've talked about. We've talked about. But you made a point. Like, there was other aspects of it that you still saw. Like, still, you're not advocating against going to college. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, like I said, if somebody else is paying for it and everything else, then great. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, again, like, I was just at UT. I love going there. Yeah. I love it. You know, I mean, the energy is good. You'll find that on college campuses in general. Yeah. You definitely realize how old you are when you go there on a weekend. I was there on a Saturday, Saturday evening, and I was like, oh, man, I need to go and pick up some stuff. And again, like, I had to go, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I need to go get, uh, yeah. oh, because my thumb, my thumb is infected. It's like, oh, yeah. I need to go get some bandages and a couple of things. And so, so I'm walking because I got to go to the pharmacy. I'm like, so number one, I'm definitely old. <laughs> number two it's about nine o'clock at night and there's a lot of young people out a lot of students out you know and they're obviously getting ready to party and then i thought to myself this isn't even a fraction oh, they're yeah. just getting done with dinner yeah and i was like man i'm getting ready to go to bed yeah i was like god i'm looking around like they all just look so young yeah i was like what a waste <laughs> 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 if i could have their energy you know yeah no but i love the environment there is a lot of benefits to it right you know when we're just talking hard numbers What's the ROI? Like you can have this great experience for four years, then you get out and go, oh shit, man, now it's the real world. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So that's where the major thing comes in. Because I do think these colleges do want to help you get a job and that helps their numbers, right? So they're doing it for their own sake so they can charge more to say, we got 100% of our kids' jobs. This is the average salary. This is the type of companies they went to work for. This is the businesses that they started. But I think having, that's my point of like, what's your aim? It doesn't mean you'll, go that but you're like no. you're doing something okay so if you have that aim there's certain mm-hmm. things you can do along the way so you go to college you do this and you know so we talk about arizona state like what's the purpose of going across the country to go into school like that and then that's what you look at first of all you look at individually mm-hmm. what is that individual that's what matters in this process yeah what do you want and what don't you want yeah that helps you make decisions it qualifies sure. it's like a query on a computer run it and yeah. then it gives you the options and so then you continue to you know use that feedback loop to help make your decision what do you say well i was going to say but that's the important part they have to be clear on what they want yeah most kids aren't and a lot of kids these days they've been told what they want right and so then they go off and they get into college and then they start at some point they're gonna have a breakdown going like i didn't actually want this yeah Holy shit, you're telling me i could actually decide what i want i don't yeah. even know what i want i don't yeah. even know who i am who am I? Am I real? Yeah. Which I also think could be playing into why there's such a hyper focus on how people identify. That's however you identify. Mm. Why is there this... A need to fit in, maybe? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I need to figure out my purpose because it's always kind of been told to me, but now I'm at this place where, well, how do I identify, right? You know, and I'm not just talking about like gender or 
sexual orientation or any of those types of things. It can be in anything. Right. You know, that's my hypothesis. I could be wrong completely on that, you know, should not be unheard of. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm just, again, just thinking about human psychology, just thinking about human experience in and of itself. We have survived and evolved as long as we have because of our dependence on each other, right? Tribes were successful because every person in the tribe knew that the person to their left or the right, without them, they're not going to survive. Everything was a big family. It's also why if another tribe came closer, like, if they're a threat, we're going to fight. Right. Right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, glorifying the uh, caveman days. But what I'm saying is, is that we have a certain biological imperative to get along with each other. And in that getting along with each other, it's also because here's my purpose, right? You need an environment that gives purpose. Fitting in. For sure. Yeah. Fitting in is, you know, people are like, oh, you're just trying to fit in. It's like, well, that's because fitting in is really important. Now, compromising yourself to fit in is not good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you look at it, so you go down this process, I just give a anecdotal from my family. Like, so my son plays soccer, he's mm-hmm. a goalkeeper. So when you go to the school, one thing that happens is kids are playing all these different sports. Yeah. And then colleges sign them and they go play D1, D2, D3, pick a sport of that, right? Yeah. So he gets offered to go play college soccer mm-hmm. at a school that, number one, love to do it. Like that's always been a dream of his. Yeah. He made that dream come true by getting this offer, by getting money, the whole thing. Yeah. It didn't fit the type of school he wanted to be at. Yeah. But that was not an easy decision. No. Getting to play D1 is a pretty big deal. Or D3, whatever. But all these kids are showing up and they're having their signing day. Yeah. And so you have to think about it, no matter what you are, even if you don't play a sport or if you do play a sport, mm-hmm. that's a lot of attention to give. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Kids at his school, like the folks are showing up. Oh, to they do, do it at every school. Ooh. They do it every school. I never did that at my school. Now they do it. But again, they would do it for like the top player. Right. Right. Now they do it for every kid. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they have signing multiple signing days, which is good look on the school. It's not a bad thing. And it's no, not a bad thing for that kid. It's a sense of envy. Like, yeah. I want to be that too. Or it's just honor or uh, celebrate success. Yeah. That's cool. It's just, that'd be cool to be a part of or whatever. I don't know what mm-hmm. kids are thinking. But to your point, do they want to do it or are they doing it because, and I'm not, that's very generally speaking, because some kids, this is what they want to do sure, 100%. Yeah. But, and then they end up and they play and it turns out, I don't even want to play anymore. I don't want to no. do this. No. So it is to the point of like, what do you want to do? And what do you want out of it? And that was like the whole concept of going to a specific school. So like when he no. said, I want to live in a city. I want to have opportunity internships. I want to have major sports teams around me. I want to have young people. So I, if he's training, he, right mm-hmm. now he's training kids in soccer, yeah. fourth graders, fifth graders, and whatnot, oh, that's cool. and building a business. Well, you can continue to do that in these places. Yeah. And carry those skills and like meet people and network and go to a game and meet another parent that says, well, can you train my kid? And no. then, you know, you have a new client. So there's a lot that goes into whatever you're doing. And it's mm-hmm. just having that, I think having that aim is super important. Doesn't mean that aim can completely change no. and you're, you go into politics. Like it doesn't, sure. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, how many people, even if they play D1 sports or any college sports, make it to the pro level? Yeah. Not a lot. And the D1 thing, I'm talking about D1, D2, D3, NAIA, mm-hmm. JUCO. There's levels of it. And then there's semi-pro. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, and the competition you face in certain sports versus other sports that are growing. So then like, there's underground, but there's no rules, lots yeah, of blood and death of and buried bodies. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's fun. That one's great. That's Sorry. like a fight club. Yeah. So like football, but it's underground. Underground, underground football. Underground football. Yeah. 
I've got nowhere to go with that. No. Scrap that. <laughs> that was not good. That wasn't good. You delete yeah. it. Sorry, Julian. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it's good about your son, though, is that he's very self-aware to know what he wants. It's what you think you want, and then you go down that path and right, you yeah. adjust. Yeah, yeah. It never has to be, oh, well, I've got my 10-year plan mapped out, because how often does that work out? Right. I mean, th- things are going to come up. Where but those well. plans to have, I think, are great. Sure. Understanding that that thing could change because you don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, you can say, I'm going to be on Broadway. Awesome plan, right? Go down yeah. that path. You do certain things. Netflix comes calling. They want you to be in a TV show. Yeah. And then you have a decision to make. Right. It's very different. Do I sell out and go to Netflix? Or do I, you know, remain poor and stay on the stage? <laughs> right. Right. Do I be a poor extra on Broadway? A lot of decisions that people have to make. Yeah. Because, yeah, they don't make a lot. But Lin-Manuel Miranda does. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but again, percentages. How many people have been on Broadway? 100%. You don't know who they are. You said percentages. I said 100%. So, well, there we yeah, go. Yeah, it's it. Just run and sink. Yeah. So good. We should have a Facebook group. You've been on Facebook groups lately? I never go with them. Facebook groups are, can be okay. They could be toxic yeah. if you have the right group. I only bring it up because Facebook's doing well. Meta's doing well. Really? Oh, yeah. They had a good, like in April. Like, what was the cause of that? I believe they cut costs. Advertising okay. dollars went up. I think their AI that they're using, because mm. they're talking about how AI in their advertising is going to do a lot better than just some what we like, used whatever do. they used before. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. And I wonder too. And AI is going to be able to artificially like give you the product that they know you want. And so people are like, oh, I don't want that. I'm like, mm, maybe you do. Yeah. Like, give me an example. What do you want for dinner tonight? Somehow they can have an algorithm that figures out that you wanted Chinese food. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, yes, I did. And who's going to argue if they... Interesting. I don't know if that was the answer, but like... I just have to wonder what kind of data, what kind of input or behavioral signals would have to be accessible to the AI to determine that. Because again, you always have to remember, AI is... They probably want to know everything because they want to know like, what were your bathroom habits today? Yeah, but you'd have to have a smart toilet. So think about this. Well, yeah, that's funny. But yeah. yeah. No, it is. Yeah, have a smart toilet. I think the Japanese had a toilet that would analyze... Your urine and your feces. Yeah. It kind of signal you like, hey, you need to go to the doctor. That's a little too much blood. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You went there. I mean, it could have just been like, had the runs or something. You know, it's I like, I know. can be serious. And it's like, I got to get, I got to go childish for a <laughs> yeah. minute. I'm sorry. Because it is funny. Yeah. So if you really think about the interconnectedness of all this, you've got, uh, you know, a smart toilet that can show you like what you're deficient in and all these other types of things. And, and maybe data from that, there could be historical data. <laughs> So his historical data based on, you know, the nutrients, your lack of nutrients, you know, all these other right. little factors, you know, the alkaline levels, right? You know, I'm talking nonsense about it things I don't know. Though. But it's not. Yeah. And then that data right there, you know, over time, that's what would feed the algorithm. And then also kind of seeing patterns. And a lot of it had to be voluntary data. It's like, hey, look, you know, for more self-quantification. You know, that's why we have all these devices like Whoop or, you know, an Apple Watch or anything else. It's giving all this data about yourself. Like, hey, are you recovered enough? to work out today? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you this or that? You know, blood oxygen level, all this other kind of stuff. A lot of those, I don't know how accurate they actually can be, but the intention is there. And so you now throw in the toilet data and AI basically can synthesize all that and then start to pick up patterns. Like maybe when you're at a certain level or nutrients or whatever in your body, what it's noticed is that, you know, unconsciously you're like, well, I eat Chinese food. You know, like that, that kind of tells my body goes, yeah, I think I'm really want some Chinese food today. Yeah. And then they can link that back to anytime your levels get to this, yeah. 
you're missing these nutrients or whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Whatever data they could pull from your urine and feces. Yeah. You know? But you know what it would do? So the auto GPT, mm-hmm. it would order the food for you and it would know what time to consume the food at before your bedtime. And that would be your dinner. And it right, would but be you wouldn't smart. be surprised by it. No. It would let you know like, hey. Oh yeah, order your Chinese food. It'll be yeah. at 6.30. Yeah. And it would say, made this order here. It, but it would also set it up because the one thing that people I don't think will ever get comfortable with is just completely outsourcing decisions to AI. I mean, I'm oppositional by nature. So anytime if AI says, like if AI were to take the initiative and order food for me, I'd be like, fuck you, AI. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want that. How do you know that I want that? Yeah. Like, well, based on this system, I'm like, shut it. You yeah, know? but it's right. And you just want to admit Maybe. it. And over the years, yeah, I want to make the decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So instead, you have to really look at it as a partnership. Like it makes a suggestion. Yeah. Well, that's what like Netflix does. If you like these shows, you'll God, love this show. I can't find anything good on Netflix. I know, I'm like, going to cancel this shit. But eventually, it'll just play it and it's going to know exactly what you want to watch. Yeah. You need some comedy in your life or you need some dark shit. Or you know what? Netflix got really big into podcasting. Savers really? of the Metaverse comes on. No, it hasn't yet. It that's should. in the future. You should know. Yeah. I'm not talking we should about talk about Netflix. But... YouTube music has gotten in a podcast. Hmm. So anyway, well, this unrelated. Yeah, I'm really want to stay on food, urine, and feces. Oh, <laughs> yes, food. Okay. Yes, all of yeah. that. Yeah. Human beings want to participate. They want to see AI not as taking over, mm-hmm. but as a, but as a friend, yeah. as an assistant, assistant, somebody who's yeah, just, okay, absolutely. Man, you know what? And it's not like it's sneaky. Like, hey, we're actually analyzing your piss and shit. <laughs> yeah. But why couldn't it? Why couldn't you get a snarky or like one with a big attitude? Yeah, but that should be a selection. Correct. Like my Siri is like a British soccer announcer. I think it's great. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, what I do. Siri is just worthless. It's so pointless. It is the worst. Like it never responds when you want to. Okay. It. It'll okay. chime in randomly. Well, there is actually a setting you can do uh-huh. on Apple. And you can, instead of talking to Siri, you mm-hmm. say, hey, GPT. And GPT comes in and you're talking to GPT. So that Chat GPT? Yeah, so it somehow connects to it, so you're given access. But Siri's yeah. connecting to it? No. Nah. No, not Siri. Like, you're just but eliminating Siri. But you can do it with Bing, because Microsoft's done that. Oh, yeah, that's that other search engine. Yeah. Well, they got GPT. I know. So yeah. they're like, fuck off, Microsoft and Google. Mm-hmm. Or actually, fuck, they are Microsoft, sorry. Yeah. Apple and Google. Yeah. Safari. Yeah, well, AI owns all of them. Pretty much. Yeah, I think it's good. We're the technological project. It was mm. created by AI. Yeah. I think all of these things, this microphone, this iPad, this water cup, yeah. keeps the water cold, all this stuff, the phones that are surrounding us. There's a TV on the wall that's like, I don't think it's ever been on. Cars driving by the street. I see them. The guys outside using hammers to, you know what they are? AI? It's a tool. Yeah. What you make of it? Yeah. But sometimes I do agree. Like, we got to turn this shit off. Okay, I know you listen to books and use Audible. I do actually read. You know, that's just I know a joke. You do. When I'm like, I don't read. You know, okay. I've had some people be like, oh, no, you don't, he doesn't read. I think it's amazing. Yeah. You could pull out your phone. My phone's up there right now. Yeah. Open your Kindle. You have a selection of books. Right. But if I had to bring a book to the office, I'd have to pick one. I don't know if I'm going to be in the mood to read that book later. Maybe something else. Mm-hmm. I like them all. I like paper, hardback, Kindle. What's it? Audible. Yeah. But sometimes when you're on a Kindle, it's also technology. Yeah. And sometimes we do need to disconnect from that shit. Yeah. And just like put it away. I like if I'm reading a book, because most of my books are on Kindle now. Yeah. Like I have a separate Kindle device that does not connect to other apps or anything. Yeah. It's not like a fire tablet or anything yeah. like that. It's just a it's the old school paper white. Yeah. And I like that. That's, That's fine. That's good. But I also like the tactile 
element of holding a real book. Yeah. Because, you know, if I go on my phone or, or anything or even see my library, all these books, it's just like going to Netflix. It's just yes. overwhelmed with options. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a whole thing around families that they don't know what to watch. Right. There's something really good about saying, I've got only a handful of options here and I have to physically grab this. And then what it does also, I think, is that it creates intention because mm. if you know you have unlimited options, you go, hey, I'm just going to read whatever I'm in the mood for. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's our default setting now, then you don't have to think ahead. You don't have to be intentional. You can say, hmm, I think I'm going to read a book. Well, let's see what I got. And all of a sudden, you spend more time trying to figure out what you want to read. And then you're going through this decision-making process of, well, what should I read? What, would I, what am I in the fatigue. mood for? What am I in this? What is that? Yeah. And then you don't end up reading anything. Yeah. You know? But if beforehand you say, you know what? I've got four books here and I really have been wanting to read this, it forces you to say, I need to make time to sit down, mm-hmm. shut everything off, and read this book. Right. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's like a TV show. So say, I want to watch Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. Yellowstone. Yeah. And that's it. Because once you start deviating, you start doing age. four shows. No. <laughs> oh, those are good. I know they're good. Right? Those are old people shows. Oh yeah. Well, Yellowstone no. definitely is. It's it's good though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm way behind on it. So am I. I mean, I've got. Well, no, I got through the fourth season because I was free, you know. And then now there's like a fifth season. What's it on Paramount Plus now? I guess there's so many streaming apps. Oh, dude. Can they just put? <laughs> it's unreal. The vast majority of stuff that's on all these streaming platforms is dog shit. What's your favorite? I think HBO Max is. But it's not going to be HBO Max anymore. No, they're know? about to incorporate Discovery. Oh, I don't know. It's just going to be called Max. Yeah, that's true. So I need to cancel my Discovery. So, yeah. No, I think the one that I'm enjoying the most right now, though, is Hulu, which I never thought would happen. Yeah, Hulu's good stuff. I spent a lot of time there. How I Met Your Mother is on there. Well, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is on there, which is... Family Guy. Yeah, that's on there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really taken time to watch that as much, although I know it's don't funny. Watch it. Yeah. But It's Always Sunny is my happy place. Okay. Charlie Day, right? Yeah. Charlie Day, Rob yeah. McElhenney, and how am I drawing a blank on this? Glenn Howard. Glenn Howerton. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Olson, who plays Deandra. Caitlin Olson, who is that? Caitlin Olson is D. Sweet D. Okay. No, but like, what's her background? Oh, I mean, she, you know, has been on It's Always Sunny from the beginning. Okay. She's an actress. She's not one of the Olsen twins. No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, different. Sorry. No, that's, uh, who are the Olsen twins? That's, uh... Well, there's a third one who's the more famous one now. But she's not a twin. No, she's a sister. Clearly. Because twins are two. Yeah. So look at that math. Yeah, I like that math. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. What's our time like? Mm, over an hour. Oh, boy. That means you got to go. I do have to go. Yeah. I got kids to watch. I don't even know. Was this a good one? I enjoyed this, you know? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Sometimes we'll record something. I'm like, man, it's uh, whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it turns out to be pretty good. Maybe a lot of that's due to Julian. Mm, I think yeah. so. Big shout out to Jules. That's his new nickname, Jules. I like Jules. Yeah. All right, buddy. It's good, man.